Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Brant Noe, the parenting coach. And today we're going to kind of extend from last week. And because last week we talked about saying sorry, today we're going to talk about forgiveness. But before I get into that, I, I had some thoughts about what I hope this podcast does for people. And what it really is about is to not just go through the steps on how to do something. But what I really want to do is help you understand the why we do what we do. I think so many times that in our existence is that we we do things and we do them just because it's the way it's been done or it's the way that we were told to do them. And, and over time, we lose sight of the why we do what we do. But the why we do what we do is so much more important because the why actually gives us the direction we need. And so what I hope these podcasts do for you is that I hope you have a better sense of the why. The why is what informs the how we do what we do and the manner in which we do what we do. This is what this podcast is about, is to help you understand the why so that it informs the how we do what we do and then give you simple tips on on the how to, to take on these challenges. As I said last week, we talked about being sorry and we talked about sorry has something to gain for both the person who's sorry, the person who can go into the empathic response and understand how their behavior impacted someone else because That way, the empathy becomes the motivation to actually not do whatever we did again. Now, it's not to say that it's never going to happen again, but you want to find the thing that motivates them to change their behavior. For the person who's receiving the sorry, who's getting, they're getting told sorry, is hopefully what it does for them, it's an acknowledgement of the pain. What that does is that allows them to move through the pain. The pain doesn't have to sit with them. It doesn't have to control them. And so... If we say we're sorry correctly, there's benefits for both people. So the same is going to be true for I forgive you. If we say I forgive you and we say it from the right place, then that next logical step of saying I forgive you can allow for freedom. And today we're going to go through the steps of saying I forgive you. So there are four steps to saying I forgive you. First step is make sure that you're ready to hear the apology. The second step is explore the emotions and the beliefs that they're tied to. The third step is decide if you can let go or make an exception to those beliefs you have. And the fourth is communicate forgiveness in a way that allows you freedom. What we're looking for when we say, I forgive you, is we're searching for freedom. Freedom for you and and the consequence is freedom for the other person. Let me start off by saying this. What I hear happen a lot nowadays in a lot of different ways is when someone makes a mistake and they say, I'm sorry. It, It seems like our response nowadays is very casual. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Or no, it's all good, or we're all good, or something to that nature. But it's a casual forgiveness. We're not actually going through the process of saying, I'm forgiving you. And I think the process can get to a place of freedom. And I think freedom is important. I think freedom is important because then it allows you to move forward. It allows you to have the agency over your life that is important to to living your best life. If we do, I forgive you well, then we get freedom. 
But if we do it too casually, if we don't actually sit through the process, and if we don't teach our kids to sit through the process of actually forgiving someone, then this is a skill they're not going to learn. And it means that they're likely to hold on to those negative emotions. And that's just going to fester resentment, bitterness, anger. And most people know that those aren't going to lead to good lives. But it really can easily attach on. So teaching our kids and even for ourselves, learning to actually say I forgive you and go through the process of forgiveness will actually allow you to move forward in your life. And so for the person saying they're sorry, if that's about empathizing and understanding the pain the other person is in to motivate us not to do it again, then sorry is the person who's injured's ability to sit in our own emotional experience and then to voluntarily choose to let it go. And I think this is what happens when we are too casual often in, oh, it's okay, no, 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 we're good, is that I wonder, and I, I, I wonder for other people, I can say for myself with certainty, that when I do that, there is an avoidance of the emotional experience. There's an avoidance of the fact that I was hurt. And I think, well, if I just forgive them and I, and I just do that, then, then I'm going to be fine. But the challenge is, is that if I don't allow myself to experience the pain and then choose to let it go, the pain's not going to go anywhere. And the frustration's going to build. It's going to build over time. And then it's going to take a long time to try to undo all of those things to find out what was the original pain. The purpose of sorry is to allow the emotional experience, let it go, and then go back to being free. Freedom for you and freedom for the person who hurt you. Offering forgiveness allows you to release the other person of their emotional debt that they've created. So if someone were truly sorry, they would feel guilty. They might even feel ashamed. They're going to feel an array of negative emotions when they realize what they've done. And so someone, when someone comes from a place of sincerity in their apology, they're taking ownership, which means they're experiencing the negative emotions of what they've done. When we can allow for forgiveness, what that does is it relieves them of all of those negative emotions. Since we can create an array of negative emotions from not allowing for forgiveness, we can also create in other people an array of negative emotions when they sincerely apologize when not allowing for forgiveness. So one of the best examples I've seen as of late is an episode of Ted Lasso. And in the episode of Ted Lasso, there, there are two men who were competing for the same woman. And one of the men, Jamie, went up to the woman, Keely, uh, after she had already was dating Roy and told Keely that he loved her. And Keely then tells Roy what happened and Roy gets really angry. Roy's character, Roy Kent, is a very angry character. I actually really like this about him because I like what this does for this scene. And so he's really mad and he's going to confront Jamie and probably get physically violent because that's what his character does. And before he has a chance to, to do or say anything, Jamie actually stops and says, hey Roy, I'm really sorry for what I've done. He goes through the process of saying I'm sorry. I mean, how it probably made Roy feel, what he was struggling with, why he did the action he did. And the best part was that Roy got so angry because he wanted, because then he was on a place where he had to forgive him. He didn't want to forgive him. He really wanted to hit him. But he, he understood that the apology was sincere. And then what I love about the show is what it did then for their relationship. Because once he forgave him, there's a couple times in the TV show where Roy allowed for forgiveness. And what happened after that 
was that, and this is what I think happens in real life because I can say it's happened to me, is, is what happens is it allows then the relationship to develop a deeper meaning of trust. Forgiveness is such a neat thing. One of the things I do when I train or when I teach is the first thing I say to the, the folks I'm training or teaching or supervising is I say, listen, here's the five ways I'm going to fail you. Here's the five ways I'm going to let you down. And, and when I let you down, what I want you to do is I really want you to come and tell me that I've let you down because it's important to me. And I can say over the, the 20 years I've been doing this, I've let quite a few people down. Now, I don't know all the people that I've let down, but I can tell you this. The people who have come afterwards and said, hey, here's how you've let me down. Here's how you didn't show up in the way that I needed to show up or you said something that really bothered me. What I found is with those people, I've actually over time developed better relationships with than I have anyone else. And it stems from the fact that I, by giving them permission to come and give me the feedback that I've let them down and them actually having the courage to come give me the feedback because that's never easy giving someone feedback when they have power over you. Them understanding and knowing that I'm going to say sorry and that I'm going to mean I'm sorry because it is not my intent to offend them. And then them getting to, to, to forgive me for that because I'll say, I hope you can forgive me. And then they generally say, I forgive you. What I've found is that those relationships tend to blossom and develop a deeper meaning of trust than the other relationships I have at work. So the process of forgiveness is such an important process, not just in terms of allowing us to be free and, and to move beyond the negative emotion, but it really can be the catalyst for developing strong relationships. So with all that said, let's talk about now, how do we forgive? Because it really is a process, everything in my head is a process that we should go through and we should understand that process and what it's for and we should teach our kids this process. Because if our kids can, can allow for forgiveness, it's going to be good for them in terms of their development. So the first thing we have to do is we have to be able to listen to the apology. And the reason why you have to be in a place where you have to listen to it, because if someone's apology is sincere, then it's going to bring up an emotional experience and oftentimes we just want to forget. We just want to sit it in the back of our minds and kind of let it go. And if for forgiveness to truly work, it means we actually have to sit in that experience. And if someone is giving you an apology and it's sincere, then that means they understand the impact it's had on you and they understand what they did wrong and they actually feel real bad about what they did wrong, which is what you want when someone apologizes. So they're sitting in the emotion. So you have to decide, am I ready to? And sometimes it's okay, we're not ready to sit and hear an apology. Sometimes it takes a year, sometimes it takes an hour, sometimes it takes just a few minutes. It really depends on the, the relationship, the offense, and, and where you wanna go with it. You don't ever have to forgive. The point of this conversation is to talk about why it's important to forgive and to teach this purpose to our children so that they understand what forgiveness means and what forgiveness can do for them. First, they have to learn to sit in it, which is hard because then they've got to sit in their own emotional experience. We have become very good as a society of ignoring our emotional experience or setting it aside to the detriment of ourselves. And we can say casually, oh, no, it's okay, we're good. No, 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 no problems, no worries, we're good. Whereas the act of forgiveness is first sitting in the fact that you're in pain and what someone has done has bothered you or caused you grief in some way. And it's just acknowledging that. And so if you're not ready, take time, but just make sure that you're not avoiding it. That's, the, that, that's my one advice is that oftentimes we say, I need to take time before I'm willing to talk to this person and allow for the process to happen. And, and there can be truth to that. 
but you also have to make sure that you're not trying to avoid it. If you're going to try to avoid it, then just say, I'm not willing to sit in it anymore with this person. And then you can let it go that way. But don't avoid it. Either do it or don't. But don't try to sit in the middle with forgiveness because it's only going to do is create more negative emotion. Step two is allow yourself to experience that emotion and understand what it's tied to. The experience is often tied to a belief about a specific individual or how you think the world works. If you go back to that experience from Ted Lasso about Roy and Jamie, what actually is the most frustrating part about Roy, for Roy, is who he believed Jamie was and that he felt the only thing he could do about it was to headbutt Jamie and, and beat him up. And so when Jamie stepped up and apologized, what happened was, is it undermined this understanding of who Roy thought Jamie was. And it changed everything about his perception of Jamie. And that change in perception is what frustrated Roy because he saw Jamie as this villain. And instead now of Jamie being the villain, Jamie is now just a typical human being struggling with something. And he acted in a way that, that hurt Roy. But Jamie's ability to understand that really did allow for change to occur. So Roy had to contend with who he thought Jamie was and to decide what he wanted to do about it. He could have still punched Jamie, he still could have done that. And I think we have these moments, if we sit in it long enough, we can decide if we really are willing to let this go. Sometimes we let it go because we think we have to. I'm not a big fan of doing anything because I have to or because it's the quote unquote right thing to do. We really should allow for forgiveness when we come to the place that is allowing to go. It doesn't, someone might have the argument, well, fake it until you make it. Just say, I forgive you, and then eventually it comes. I don't know if it works like that. And the reason why is because I don't think that that pain just goes away. So once you know what it's tied to, once Roy understood that how he saw Jamie and how Jamie was presenting in that moment were very were two very different people. Roy then has to make a decision, which is step three, is decide if you can let it go or even just make an exception about that belief. Because there, there can always be rules and there can be exceptions to those rules, depending on your life's experiences. And so it doesn't mean you have to give up all your rules just because someone says they're sorry, but at least you, you might be able to make an exception to the rule. So what's interesting about like young kids who are four to eight and adults who get really mad at four to eight year olds is oftentimes we think that four to eight year olds think through things in a way. I mean, you can extend this up to probably older, but at least four to eight year olds, we ascribe intention to what they're doing. What happens when we ascribe intention to what they're doing, then we're going to respond to them as if they intended to do this thing. Whereas the truth is, is most four and eight year olds are not intentionally thinking about trying to be pills or trying to do something bad. They're often just trying to be self-serving because they're four to eight year olds. And that's what their, their main focus is on doing what they think is best for them. And this is why teaching kids empathy is so important because you're trying to teach them that it's not just about them. It's about our relationships and our ability to work together. Step three, decide if you can let it go or make an exception to that belief. This is not always an easy decision to decide if you actually want to let something go. Again, I think there's a lot of people who do forgiveness A, casually, or B, if they do it, they do it because it's the right thing to do or they're told to do. And what happens is with that is that you don't actually go through the process of forgiveness and you don't actually let it go and you hold on to it. And then a month later, someone will do something similar and they'll bring that thing back up again. And, and the person will be like, well, I thought we dealt with that. And the truth is you, you might've thought you did 
as the person saying you're sorry. If the person hasn't actually given forgiveness, then it means they're still holding on to the pain. And if they're still holding on to it, then it's not done. I really think we should we should be making decisions and teaching kids to make decisions, to think through it of are they really willing to voluntarily let go of whatever it is? And sometimes they have to think through that decision. They need help thinking through that decision. Well, what does that mean? Understanding for them why this thing hurt them so bad. There's been multiple times in my practice where people don't really understand what the pain is that they've been caused, where people don't understand the pain that they're actually experiencing. They know they're experiencing pain and so part of being a therapist is to help them work through and, and get a deeper understanding of what the pain actually is because once someone can understand what the pain is then they get it's easier to make a decision about whether or not they want to let it go and that letting it go is the process of forgiveness is choosing to let it go then there's step four which is communicate forgiveness sometimes I think you can say something like oh I forgive you you don't have to get into a summary of what it is they've done to forgive you. But I do think there are times when people do need to kind of recap the story because when someone's trying to recap a story and they're trying to say, I forgive you for this, this, and this, what they're actually doing is they're actually trying to go through that process. Whatever the process is, when you communicate forgiveness, at this moment, what you're really focusing on is what do I need to be free? Can a casual response work? Of course it can. My worry is that the casual response becomes more habit than it becomes process. What, what I would like you all to do and what I'd like you to teach your kids to do is to understand the process, the why we say I'm sorry and why we give forgiveness. Because sometimes a casual response will work just fine. But a lot of times a situation might actually need more. But if we're only primed to do the casual response and our response is casual, then we're not actually going to go through the process of saying I forgive you and to allow forgiveness to voluntarily release and let go of all the negative feelings inside the anger and the frustration and when we do that this becomes the catalyst for building better relationships deeper more meaningful relationships with people that's the power of forgiveness it is an amazingly effective tool if used properly if we don't use it properly it can be the stewing pot where bitterness anger resentment all other sorts of negative emotions where they fester and they undermine not just our relationships with other people, but they undermine our relationship with ourselves. It's important when we're working with our children to teach them the whys and the how to give forgiveness. It's also important for them to see us model it. So here are the steps. One, make sure that you're ready and able to hear the apology. Two, explore the emotions and the beliefs that they're tied to. Three, decide if you can let go or make an exception for that belief you have. And four, communicate forgiveness in a way that allows for freedom. Again, I hope this podcast is helpful and helps you understand the why and gives you the tools to communicate the why we do what we do to your kids and to each other. And I hope that the the steps really guide you down the path. If you ever get stuck and need some help working through, reach out to theparentingcoach.com. If you have any thoughts or questions, send us an email and we can discuss it in one of our future podcasts. See us on Facebook and Instagram under The Parenting Coach. And I hope you all have a great day. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.